What is up? What is up, everybody? This is your boy, Carmine Davis, and this is the Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up? Okay, I'm not even going to hold you. This is going to be a long show. I'm not even going to fake the funk with you, okay? Um, since we last talked, it was. it's just been like, I feel like in seven days, there has... At, at the beginning of the quarantine, I was literally like coming up with things to come up to talk about. Like I felt like I had to find things. Now I don't even know where to fucking start in seven days. Okay, before I go any further and get into our hot topic, um, follow, subscribe, and rate this show. I'm not doing it for my health. Follow, subscribe, and comment. Give me five stars because I am a five-star biatch. Biatch! Okay, so. Okay. Trump and this COVID is our hot topic. And this show might be a little late. Let me pull it. Pull up my, my bullshit. Okay, my notes that I work diligently on through <laughs> as the week goes. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? I feel like we are, um, we're like America's like Townsville. And like Trump is Mojo Jojo. And we're all like kind of waiting on the Powerpuff Girls. Am I, am I crazy? Like we're waiting on, on here, a hero to uh, come through and save us from this villain. <laughs> I don't, I, I, okay, so I want to just go out and be like, I wasn't raised in a very political home. We weren't really, my mom spoke about politics growing up, but I was a kid. Like she knew I really didn't understand, but my mom knew I also was intelligent. So when I had questions about things, my mom would tell me direct answers. I'm, I've always been blessed to not have a biased experience growing up. My mom always gave me room to think what I want and to feel how I feel about in my own way. And I feel like this is crazy. <laughs> crazy like okay so all right trump returns to oval office and says coronavirus diagnosis was a blessing from god this is from kevin liptak at cnn cnn is our hot topic this week we slid on in what's up okay so as usual the link is in the bio to the story read it don't just take my word for it. I don't believe in people taking anybody's word for anything. Get your own viewpoint, okay? But anyway, President Donald Trump said his coronavirus infection was a blessing from God, in quotes, because it's educated him about potential drugs to treat the disease in a video meant to demonstrate his return to work after several days in the hospital. Okay. The appearance, his first since returning from Walter Reed, his National Military Medical Center, was taped Wednesday afternoon in the Rose Garden by White House staff. Trump seemed upbeat, but his voice still sounded breathless at points, and he appeared to be wearing makeup. 
what do y'all think? Side note. First of all, okay, so what makeup do you think Trump is wearing? Okay, oh, okay. Serious, like, y'all know, this is not a, this is a makeup-friendly, boys and makeup, boys, um, I'm a makeup artist. I have my hours, Thanks, thank you to Estee Lauder, even though I have a, um, focus more on skincare than artistry. I'm going to say from the pictures of Donald Trump, Donald Trump is definitely maybe an Estee Lauder girl. Derma blend. I would, I, I'm leaning Derma blend. I feel like Derma blend is right up Trump's alley. Um, something thick, something that is discreet. Um, I think Trump is a Derma blend girl. What do y'all think? Let me know in the comment section. <laughs> Like it's a YouTube video. Let me know that. Drop down in the comment section and let me know. <laughs> no, but tweet me at Carmine Davis or Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Carmine Davis show, whichever. And let me know what makeup you think Trump is using. Ah, my money is on Dharma Blend. He is a Dharma Blend girl. Um, I don't think Estee Lauder um, has the coverage that Trump might need. Let me see this video. He, this video... It's definitely Durban Blend. Absolutely not. Estee Lauder has that shade that Trump deserves. Look at his hand. Look at his neck. If this he, he looks like he's wearing cocoa. First of all, that's I don't. I, you know, Trump probably did it himself. This man is a maniac. But anyway, we're not here to roast nobody's makeup. Whatever. Parts of the video looked like back to the article. Parts of the video looked edited. In it, Trump framed his ongoing backed with the virus as a net positive. <laughs> I think this was a blessing from God that I caught it. <laughs> it was a blessing in disguise. He said, citing his firsthand experience with exper exp experimental combinations of drugs he was administered at Walter Reed. I doubt it. But anyway, he singled out in particular the high dose of an experimental antibody cocktail from Regeneron, saying he requested it from the doctor and attributing it, his recovery to its efforts. Now, side note, come on. Remember this word, Regeneron, and remember this point. This is episode 26 of the Carmine Davis Show. This is going to be what he prescribes before he is Booted out, which we'll get to that. Regenerin is what he's going to push as this is uh, this is all a mess. This feels like some real weird lopsided business venture gone awry. Like I Regenerin is obviously what he is going to push as the cure to COVID. Some kind of maybe this was all a hoax, like maybe he doesn't have it. I believe he does. I We'll get to that. Anyway, Regeneron. Remember that. Regeneron. Mark my words. Mark it with a highlighter, a cute pink one. Okay, calling the drug a quote-unquote cure, Trump said he would work to make it available at no cost to other Americans. Okay. I want everyone to be given the same treatment as your president, Trump said, adding it was, like, unbelievable. He also seemed downbeat at the prospects of a vaccine before election date, saying political maneuvering had 
stymied progress. I think we should have it before the election. And frankly, the politics get involved, he said. The video was the first time Trump had been seen since return from Walter Reed on Monday evening. While he taped a video on Tuesday with the White House residents, it was never released. The White House said earlier in the day he was being briefed on a looming hurricane on the in the Gulf of Mexico and stimulus talks in the Oval Office, office though Trump himself scraped talks on additional aid a day earlier. <sighs> Child. Okay, so... <sighs> what y'all think? What you think? This... Okay, you could call this queenish behavior. You can call it messy. This makeup is telling me that something is going awry. I talked to my mama the other day about what was going on in the office and his erratic behavior. And people, I'm not asking the president for grace. I'm not one of those Christian-y people. Like, I don't believe in, like, I believe in, sorry, I'm... It's not what it sounds like, even though it, it might be what you think it is. No, I shake up my hand sanitizer and I love the way it sounds. We'll talk about my week in sex this later on, but. But anyway, sanitizing those hands, y'all, child, even on my own, in my own work room, whatever, my work area. Anyway. This makeup is telling me that Trump has a lot to hide. The fact that he would literally, because you know he doesn't acknowledge anybody brown or anything brown. So the fact that he chose Coco as his foundation is proof that this motherfucker is pale as hell. He is very pale and he is very sick. And Trump wants everyone to think that everything is okay. I feel like Trump is a maniac. I don't like to diagnose people from afar. But I think it's pretty clear that Trump has a mental disorder. Delusions of grandeur. Um, I'm okay. There's this, this idea and this notion that he is um, above. Invincible, and he's invincible. That's a sign of a mental disorder. He is. How old is, how old is Trump? How the fuck old is Trump? Y'all. I did not know Trump was this mature. Like, I don't like to use the word, the old word. But Trump is 74 years old. And he caught coronavirus. And he wants everyone to believe that in three days, he not only found a vaccine, not only feels better than ever is what he's quoted as saying, that he found something that worked for him to cure <laughs> To cure coronavirus, and he's sitting on it, and he is not giving it to anybody until he's reelected. Basically, like I have the cure, and I'm not. <sighs> Come the fuck on! If anybody believes this bullshit at this point, they literally are drooling. You're a fucking div. Nothing, nothing about any of this, nothing, nothing about any of this makes sense. And we know historically that Trump is a revisionist historian. 
and just a downright liar. He'll lie, he'll lie, he'll lie, he'll lie, he'll lie, and make no qualms about it and literally turn back around and say something opposing to the lie that he lied about. Like, Trump is narcissistic as hell. Trump has a mental disorder. And I pray that the coronavirus, I'm almost a thousand percent sure with all the help in the world that Trump has. He will he he will be fine, but Trump is not as well as he thinks he is. Calling it a blessing from God, how dare you? Over 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 a quarter, almost a quarter of a million people, Americans have died from this so far. In less like six months, and you're saying that. Your diagnosis was a blessing from God because you found some regenerous, some plug. You plugged some cure that you got that you are not giving the American people who are catching this. Like, I feel like more. You remember when people had the Adele album 25 when it came out and everybody, the big thing was posting it on Instagram and showing everybody that you bought it. That's coronavirus. Even worse. More people have this than that Dell album. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it is the biggest trend this year. Is it correct? <laughs> Took a look to get coronavirus, bitch. Everybody fucking has it. A lot of people have it, and you are gloating on TV about how not only that it did not affect you, that it was a blessing from God, and that you have a cure. And they gave it to you. And you're fine. While people are at home being, their lives are being ripped apart by this. And you're like, oh, I got the cure for that. I got it. It worked great. Yeah. I'm an asshole. You know, like, get the fuck out of here. This man is mentally disturbed. He is killing people in his office. Like, Literally keeping them and going around like everything is fine. You'll be fine. Whatever. Fine. He doesn't care about anybody even around him. What makes him think? What makes you think he is a fuck about you as an American citizen? By the way, I updated my phone. And like now when if you hear this, I'm pulling it off the charger. One of my friends showed me that you can make it say stuff automated like sayings during like. So when I take it off the charger here. Go child. It's saying let's go child. But anyway. What a fucking mess. What a fucking mess. And to want to pretend as though like this is okay. This is acceptable behavior. Vote for me next year. And some of you assholes listen to this creeping will. Y'all will. Tonight was the election, so this show might be a little late. Um, of course. Wow. Kamala was everything. Camilla. Camila. Camilla is what I call her, but Kamala. You know, my girl, Camila, Camila Harris is, she did that last night. I mean, tonight. 
technically it was last night because this is pushing it, you know, but the show is, it was pushing. I wanted to wait and give all of my feedback after the debate because last week, child, what a fucking mess. What a mess. What a fucking mess. I'm still not over that. I I cannot believe that shit flew last week. But my girl Camila, she did that. And um she showed grace, um, education, and she would not um let Pence get out of anything. And but the, really the star of the show was it was of course Kamala. And of course, her um, her assistants with the fly in Pence's wig. So that was actually a pretty decent debate. It's a shame that our debate was done better by the um, vice presidents and the vice president um, elect. Like that's insane. That that was that was a true debate. But anyway. Let's move along to our artist spotlight. And I want to talk about one of my favorite, favorite artists of all time. Um, the queen, she once princess, now queen of Teano music. Checking in Tejano music. Checking to make sure that I said it pronounced correctly. Selena is having her series debut in December on Netflix. Um, Tejano star Selena's story is coming to Netflix in December. Now, as you know, um, we saw the teaser. I want to say, was that last year? Last year we saw the teaser? Um, her debut series about her life will come to Netflix in December, the 4th to be exact. Actress Christian Cerretos, best known for her role in The Walking Dead, stars as the singer. I'm excited. They got her kind of, they got her look right well as much as you could with Selena. Um I love the lip, I love the costume in so far and the 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 body matches. Cause y'all know Selena's body was banging, baby. Like her body was everything in the fashion and the voice. She was that girl. Selena was the uh, she was on her way to become the Mexican um Madonna. She had everything. Like Selena was that girl. But her series is coming to Netflix, and I cannot be more excited. So excited. Um, let's keep reading the drop. Okay. The series, according to Netflix, will chart Selena's rise from the humble Texas being beginnings to her superstar status. So they will be omitting her death. The singer was shot and killed on March 31st, 1995, when she was 23. Selena, the series, was announced nearly two years ago and will be released in two parts. Jamie Davila, Rico Martinez, Hiromi Kamata, and Suzette Cantinila, Selena's sister and former bandmate, are among the executive producers. 
All right, let's talk like real, real, real quick. Um, what I want from this, I kind of want a sense of suspense because we know the story about Selena. We know what's happening with Selena. We know what how it ended. There's still a lot of mystery about Selena's life. Um. I'd like some, I'd like to dot some I's and cross some T's, but I would like a sense of looming. I don't know. I don't know how you would capture that, but I would also like, in a weird, bizarre kind of way, I want the idea of Selena, a kind of a tragedy, but comedy kind of thing. Like us laughing every day, every day on the show and enjoying her family, enjoying her fashions, enjoying her crazy, quirky ways. But also with the heartbreaking knowledge that this is short-lived, everything that she's doing, it will impact and will make nearly 20 years later, 20 plus years later, will she, people are still emulating her, not just in the Latin, Latinx community, but in the Hispanic and the, the, the black community, they're still borrowing looks from Selena and the Kardashians. They want to look like Selena. So I'm excited about this, but I, I I don't want it to be, I would love, I want it to be kind of cheesy, a little bit family oriented. I would love to watch it around Christmas and, you know, cause Selena was very about her family. It was as a family oriented business. Selena was a business, all her cousins, her uncles, her aunts, her family, her sisters, they were all around it. I would love to see that her developing, her becoming, a, she was becoming a woman. Her transitions from how her Latin upbringing, how it conflicted her, very American upbringing from the 80s to the 90s. You know, she was a new wave girl, but how she had such love for the Latin community. And um, I'd love to see that, but also have like this kind of looming I would every episode you know her family saying something like when you're 30 or 40 or 50 oh that would be so good or am I morbid let me know am I being morbid is that morbid like I, I feel like I don't want them to completely ignore the fact that she dies because we know the idea the great thing about Selena and her story is that she died very young and right sort of like Aaliyah you know what I mean like the idea of someone being working so hard into their teens into their adult young adult life and their lives being ugh, taking from us and from their family and from the world when they were just right there like they're they were ascending and their impact right but it's still set like tragic in the most tragic way it was exactly how we want we should remember them and their prime and their where they everything they touched was maverick gold do you know what i'm saying that's a and when you know, there's so much mystery so everything that you everything that they produced you hold on to and cherish Aaliyah had three albums on the greatest hits Selena had what Selena actually had a lot of great albums but or they were Latin albums but she only had um 
like maybe one or two um, Spanglish albums. And we just cherish Dreaming of You. I love Dreaming of You. Late at night when all the world is sleeping, I stay up and dream of you. I, oh, that song breaks my heart. It's one of my songs on actually my playlist. If you go to my Instagram and hit playlist, it's a flight playlist that I, I listen to on every flight or when I am zooted. I listen to a certain type of music. And if you like cool, layback music, Selena is such a fixture on all of my soundtracks. I love her. And I'm so excited about this movie. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about this movie. Okay. Or this series coming to Netflix. We're going to have to all come together and we're going to watch it. I want them to talk about I And I do want... Um, I do want the story about Selena and her um, bodyguard. I want that to be talked about because wasn't she in her life for a very long time? She was like a fan at first, right? She, um, yeah, her, Death was a gunshot wound to the subclavian artery, my lord, by Yolanda Saldiva. I want her friend and the former manager of her, Selena, etc. boutiques. This girl was really like, um, she was becoming that girl. Like, Selena, etc. was a southern, a south, she had a boutique. And Corpus Christi. I love that name, Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi, Texas. She was a Texas girl. Come on. This story is going to be so good. Uh, I want the story to play out too. I want, I want to see them interact. But without the idea, I want to see how they really interacted. I want people to get why Selena went to her and wanted information because if you don't know the story about how selena died um she was confronting or she was actually like the the manager was fired but she loved her manager so much she just didn't want to believe it so she went to her hotel on her own to try to figure out what happened why did you steal the money from me why from my fan club like why would you do that she went there herself she was a real ass bitch and she wanted to confront her because this girl was close to her. She trusted her. Lord. I want to see that relationship. I want to see the relationship with her father, her, um, her boo thing. Ugh, I want to see it all. Anyway, let me know. Are you watching the Selena movie? Uh, Selena, it's not the Selena movie. We already saw the Selena movie, the Selena, the series on Netflix. Tweet me. At Carmine Davis, Instagram me at Carmine Davis or our Carmine Davis show. Let me know if you're watching the Selena show. It's coming to Netflix December the 4th. I love me some Netflix when it's cold. I don't know about y'all. During the summer, I'm not a very big TV person. I got into P Valley this summer. 
Um, I watched the Golden Girls. I watched everything that Netflix put on. Um, black leading actor. Like the Parkers, the Golden like um girlfriends, but I didn't really watch much new shows. I watched a bunch of nostalgic. I was very nostalgic, like everyone else. When things are going on, I want to get into my nostalgic bag, and I feel like this would do both. You know what I mean? Like Selena is a part of that '90s nostalgia, that early '90s nostalgia. Oh, this is gonna be so good. My oh. I want to watch it right now. But anyway, I want to talk to y'all about something. We're going on to our next segment. Before we do, if you are just casually listening and have no real intent on following me, um, don't. Follow. Hit that follow button. Um, subscribe. Rate the show. Give me five stars. Don't play. Don't give me four and a half. You know what I mean? Comment. Let me know what you think about the show. Um, before we do that, but the last segment is always the love and relationship segment. And this love and relationship segment is one from my heart. I'm going through a lot, y'all. Like, I am in love with someone else. No, <laughs> I am in an entanglement as usual. No, I'm not in an entanglement. Okay, so I use this platform. It's very sex in the city for me. Okay. <laughs> you know how um um Carrie was like using this to write her book. I every week my weekly issues I kind of do take to the show. I hate that, that that's how it is. You know, I try to keep it not so personal like there's a lot of stuff that's going on that I would never like with my friends and family and relationships and all that I don't take it too personal but for the sake of being transparent I am with or I have a crush on someone new as usual but I really like this person I never I always say this I never loved someone like this before but I'm a lover boy I am my eyes are always open I am tough as nails but I love very hard when I like someone when I have that intuition that somebody is the one for me or I like this person I think they're so interesting I get stupid I get very insecure. I'm a very confident person. I mean, come on, look at me, you know, listen to me, feel me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but when it comes to relationships, I'm very insecure because I don't know much about them. Like, you know how people were dating when they were in college or, well, I was dating in college, but you know, people were dating when they, they had their first boyfriend or girlfriend when they were 13. They had their first heartbreak at 15 and they had sex when they were 16 not me bitch i was watching america's next time model uh playing just things with my friends boy i thought boys and girls were disgusting i never even thought about it i wanted to go to college i well not i wanted to be a star i wanted i wanted to be a business person i never i was in a book somewhere i was listening to music i was with my best friends the idea of the opposite sex or same sex was not, it was so far. It was so far. Like when I say like that concept or the notion of dating someone was like, you. And I remember thinking to myself when I was a kid, I was talking to my best friends, um, Laura, 
and uh, my old best friend, um, Brittany at the time, and they were talking about boy problems. And I was like, that's stupid. They're a waste of time. They're more headache than they're worth. Why would you want to force yourself to be with somebody? And boy, wish I wish I could just jump back into that body. And I had it all right when I was 14 and 15 because it is a waste of time. It is. I don't like the way I am in relationships or when I have a crush or when I'm talking to somebody. And I am a self-sabotager. I, you know, the moment you don't text me back really quickly or you wait all day until the night to text me back someone or you know I don't hear from you or I feel like you know you don't want to talk to me or something like that like I get very insecure I'll admit it I'm not just this sexy siren that you see on Instagram or even face to face I'm not always that confident I like you bleed but that means I am insecure in relationships. Mm. <laughs> I hate feeling like I'm one of those people that, but whatever. So we're going to get through this together. And I know you are too. I know you get in relationships and you are not your best. You start trembling, stumbling, tripping, crumbling, clumsy because you're falling in love. Okay. But anyway. Four ways to stop feeling insecure in your relationships. And number three, keep your independence. Okay, but we'll get to that in a way. One, take stock of your value. When you feel insecure, you're often focused on something you feel is lacking about you. And most well-matched relationships, each partner brings different qualities and strengths that complement the other. It is possible to be equals in different ways to feel more secure in a relationship. It helps to know what you have to offer or what you bring to the other person. You don't have to be rich or beautiful to offer something. Personality characteristics are far more important to the overall quality of a relationship. But think about the traits that you have as a person who may be nice, trustworthy, funny, kind, or a good communicator. I'm all the above, child. But <laughs> these are the traits that most people value in a partner and think about how you make the other person's life better. Do you make them feel loved, supported, and happy? These are the things everyone wants to feel in a relationship, but many often don't. Focus on what you offer instead of what you feel you lack. This will change your perspective. If the other person doesn't appreciate what you have to offer, that is his or her loss. Easy to say, I have a crush on somebody who's really, really, really fine. Okay, he's very smart. He is, well, he's he's a country boy. I think he's so cute. He is similar to me. We're both from the same. Um, okay, but anyway, you know, I don't know. But anyway enough about that number two build your self-esteem now i feel like i'm not lacking in any normal self-esteem like i am very confident in who i am as a person i feel like i'm very confident in what i have to offer as a human being i what but when it comes to love it's such a foreign it's foreign it's like i'm, I'm telling you like i think of it, how I'm learning Spanish. Um, me hablo poquito español. 
and uh, Miablo uh, Paquito uh, Amor. So, there's that. Research shows that people with more relationship insecurity tend to have poor self-esteem. When you aren't feeling good about who you are on the inside, it is natural to want to look outside of yourself for validation. However, trying to feel good by getting approval from your partner is a losing situation for any relationship. When you are well, when your well-being depends on someone else, you give away all your power. A healthy partner won't want to carry this kind of burden and it can push him or her away. Oh, that just hit me. Feeling good about who you are is a win-win for the relationship. You get to enjoy the sense of well-being that comes with Genuinely liking yourself and self-confidence is an attractive quality that makes your partner want to be closer to you. Building your self-esteem isn't as difficult as it may seem. Building self-confidence comes with experience, but there are two steps you can take that will rapidly improve how you feel about yourself. Um, learn to silence your inner critic. And to, what is this? And your positive qualities. And learn to list your quality. Learn to pay attention to your positive qualities. I'm sorry. This article just went everywhere and I don't want to go there. So number three, keep your independence. A healthy relationship is comprised of two healthy people. Becoming overly enmeshed in a relationship can lead to poor boundaries and a diffused sense of your own needs. Maintaining your sense of self-identity. And taking care of your needs for personal well-being are the keys to keeping a healthy balance in a relationship. When you aren't depending on your relationship to fill all of your needs, you feel more secure about your life. Being an independent person who has things going on outside of the relationship also makes you feel more, makes you more interesting and attractive partner. Ways to maintain your independence include making time for your own friends, interests, and hobbies, maintaining financial independence, and having self-improvement goals that are separate from your relationship goals. In essence, don't forget to do you. Child, as I minister to you, I minister to myself <laughs> y'all didn't know i had the range i can go there like very luther vandross no <laughs> but no i guess i am kind of insecure when it comes to love but i guess i in order i don't know i feel like there are always some kind of i feel like there's some kind of i always feel like i there's love as a test and people are putting you on like maybe a trial or a test and I'm always answering the questions wrong <laughs> secretly and nobody's telling me the answers. Does that make any sense? Like sometimes I feel like when I'm in relationships and I'm talking to someone and I'm dating someone, but in reality, I always break up with the people that I am with. I distance myself from them. I don't like them. You know what I mean? So why do I care if they like me? Anyway. Okay, four, trusting yourself. Feeling secure in a relationship depends on trusting the other person, but more importantly, on learning to trust yourself. Trust yourself to know that no matter what the other person does, you will take care of you. Trust yourself to know that you won't ignore your inner voice when it tells you that something isn't right. 
Trust yourself not to hide your feelings. Trust yourself to make sure your needs are met. And trust yourself that you won't lose your sense of self-identity. Trust yourself to know that if the relationship isn't working, you will be able to leave and still be a wholly functioning individual. When you trust yourself, feeling secure is almost a guarantee. If finding this kind of trust in yourself... Seems very difficult on your own. You may wish to work with a professional who can help you learn how to do this. It's important to remember that no one is perfect. We all come with some baggage, but it isn't necessary to be perfect, to be in a happy, healthy, and secure relationship. When you take your attention off of what other people think and keep the focus on yourself, you can't help but become better, more secure version of yourself. A men now this is just all this is trust me it's just for me i don't know about you all this is is just um reinforcing what i already know and how confident i am and i don't need anyone else and i'm gonna be all right and i hope you are the same <laughs> no i'm losing my mind I really, when I really like somebody, I don't want to mess it up. And it is very easy for me to mess it up when I have a crush on someone like I do now, but that's okay. I'm not. I got this. I'm under control. I am grown. The nigga ain't all that. And your nigga ain't all that either. So we're going to breathe through this. We're going to keep it crazy, sexy, cool like we always do until next week because that's the end of the show. Okay. Make sure you follow, subscribe, comment, rate the show. <laughs> what a fucking mess, child. Hopefully, we I'll see you next week. At this point, I don't know what the fuck Mojo Jojo is going to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my, uh, child, my, I'm going to tell you real quick before we go. My theory is that he's not going to leave and that he's going to turn into this huge, like, megazord. Like, a big like cloud of smoke is going to come out of the White House and like it's gonna be like a day of smoke or something nobody knows what's going on over there there's gonna be a bunch of police and fire um, department like it's just gonna be a mess and then all of a sudden boom 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 and it's gonna be super strong and he is He's just going to, like, terrorize the world. And then we're going to have to call the Powerpuff Girls. That's my theory. I don't see this motherfucker leaving quietly. That's for damn sure. That might be a little stretch, but not too far off. Mark my words. But, okay, again, this is the Carmine Davis Show. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, bye, child. Bye. Bye.